0: This is Ozarks at Large with me in the Anthony and Susan Hoy News Studio is Randy Dixon with the David and Barbara Prior Center for Arkansas Oral and Visual History. Happy holidays. Hey, same to you, Kyle. Uh, we're going to go back to a different December, not December 2021 with archives from the Prior Center, but December... Of 75. Okay. Well, so we did jump ahead seven years. Yeah, two weeks... Or last week we did December 1968. 68. What do we hear from 1975?
1: Well, uh, you know, our U.S. senators were uh, John McClellan and Dale Bumpers. Right. Because he had defeated Fulbright. Um, The governor was David Pryor. And uh, you want to know the number one song?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's the way, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, I like it. Casey and the Sunshine Band? That's right. Okay. Yeah, you nailed it.
1: (laughs) Uh, Anyway... um, David Pryor was governor, so mm-hmm. why don't we hear for him? And uh, he was asked during a, one of the regular you know, news conferences that they have in the governor's conference room, uh, he was called the news conference about another topic, but he, he of course, was asked about whether he was going to run for a second term. I'm not going to talk politics or what I'm going to do until after the legislative session. I've got my hands full with the legislature coming to town and uh, there'll be an announcement of some form in due time.
2: Well, sir, is everybody in the state gonna know you're running for second term but, uh, but the press conference?
1: I've not told anybody
2: yet that I'm running for a second term.
1: Governor, are you considering any political options besides getting
0: out of politics and running for a second term?
2: Uh,
1: not at this point.
0: He seems just a little bit annoyed in this. He did, didn't he? <laughs> I haven't told anybody. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. You mentioned John McClellan who yes. was one of the senators, and we're yes. going to hear from him now.
1: Right. And he talks about the uh, expansion of communism around the world. The question is, are we willing to retreat From our position of being concerned about communist expansion throughout the world, if we are willing to, to retreat from that position, then we ought not send anything to Angola or anywhere else. But I am concerned, and many are concerned about what are, what are what's the purpose? What's motivating?
0: the Russians, to take such a firm stand and to send so much equipment over there. It struck me, Randy, as we're listening to this, you know, there is there there is Senator John McClellan in December 1975 talking about Russian expansion, and right now, concern around the world about Russian expansion in Ukraine. That's right. That's right. So, and there was a lot of talk about inflation. Well, yes, there was and in there, 1975. And there is again. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. I just assume that every state park is roughly 100 to 300 years old. I just assume they've always been there. Right. But here we go to Queen Wilhelmina State Park. Right. And this was a, a dedication of uh,
1: the lodge. There. Right. You know, the big lodge that's uh, up on Rich Mountain. Mm-hmm. And um, it was named after Queen Wilhelmina of the Netherlands, who died, I believe, in 64. But right. her reign was
0: Lengthy. Of, over decades.
1: Yes, Yeah. But— um, what you're about to hear is a report from Steve Barnes, so you'll hear Steve Barnes first, mm-hmm. and then uh, statements from the uh, governor, then David Pryor, and I, I don't have his name, but it was a uh, a government official, Dutch government official.
0: Well, you'll be able to tell which one he is. I believe so. Yeah.
1: The 20th century had yet to begin when a group of businessmen in the Netherlands invested in the first inn atop this mountain, built to accommodate workers and travelers on the Gulf States, Pittsburgh, and Kansas City Railway. They hoped in vain that Dutch royalty would visit here. They never did, but all three inns bore the name Queen Wilhelmina. We learn once again of Emerson's lesson, and I quote, that nothing is rich but the inexhaustible wealth of nature. We appreciate all over again, what these mountains mean, what they can perform in the way of restoration, in the way of relief, and in replenishment of our energies. I should like to also like to dedicate this moment to the continuing cooperation and the excellent relationship between our two countries, the continuing cooperation in all fields environmental as well as other, and a, co- uh, a cooperation of which this beautiful, beautiful building standing so visibly on a mountaintop is another uh, uh,
0: uh, is another symbol. From December 1975 in Mena at the dedication of the Lodge at Queen Wilhelmina State Park. That's right. Yeah. Um, football, always big in Arkansas. Always.
1: In December, Razorback football. And this year, uh, Texas A&M played in Little Rock at War Memorial Stadium, and it was selected as one of the ABC Sports uh, highlighted games. And so they had the big crews come in and set up at the stadium and had their remote truck. And the technical director just happened to be from Arkansas. Uh, His name was... John Allen. Yes, from Prescott. Yeah.
3: We do so many things that uh, you wouldn't ordinarily do, you know, and uh, such as the the camera work and the audio people, and they, they all have to be experts in their own field, and, and uh, you can't uh, teach that in school. You just have to take them out, and uh, over the years, they all become uh, precision experts in it. What's a typical week for this crew? Well, we all... Uh, arrive at uh, the football game remote on uh, Wednesday usually and uh, we start set up uh, Thursday morning about 8 o'clock and it takes us from practically all day to get the equipment physically in place and then Friday we do all the fine tuning and adjusting the cameras and checking out all the audio and PL private line circuits telephones to New York or Chicago and uh, all the other technical facilities, slow-mos, videotapes, and uh, then we have a look-see with the director and the producer looking at the cameras and uh, checking the lenses and the shots to make sure that everything is the way they like to have it to cover the game. And then we uh, come out Saturday morning and we have a, a walk-through rehearsal with uh, the directors and the producer again and the uh, whole crew with the announcers and we show them the uh videotape and film clips and things that we're going to use at, at the top of the game or at halftime and then we take a half an hour break and we do the game then, we, then after the game the crew takes a break, has dinner we wrap up all the cameras and equipment, pack it away and we all split and leave and going home to New York or Los Angeles Saturday night and uh, the following Wednesday we all leave and go to the next remote and do it all over again
0: I imagine the operations. I mean, obviously, it's digital technology and satellites and everything. But it sounds like it might be kind of the same thing. This crew comes in to a place like Fayetteville, Arkansas, or right. College Station, Texas, sets up, does the game, Run goes all home, the cables. And, yeah, and I remember
1: uh, at least on one occasion, instead of having to wind up all the cables that they had strung out, they just cut them. They just and cut them and, and left them. And left them. Yeah. Are you kidding me? And I don't know if that's standard practice or was standard practice but at the time. But it expensive. Well, that or the time involved okay. with, with retrieving. Sure. You, you know, who knows? Yeah, good point. Yeah. Yeah. So these next couple of interviews you hear mm-hmm. are from people who would be –
0: Heavily involved in politics in the future. Right. Not quite at, in 75. Right. They were right. influential in Arkansas, but not yes. in the political sphere. Exactly. Right. And his
1: first one uh, was the chairman of the Arkansas Industrial Development Commission, a man by the name of Frank White, who in five years, you know, would defeat uh, Bill Clinton. But here he is uh, talking about the foreign trade market. There's tremendous potential there, there's tremendous potential in the housing area there. I think the biggest problem we have faced and continue to face in the state of Arkansas is our people do not know how to make the contact, they don't know how to handle the business. And I think it is a very positive program for us through the Arkansas Industrial Development Commission to try and establish contacts and develop an education program to where the farmers and the manufacturers in the state can, in fact, find their market and we can give them guidance as to how to deal in the foreign trade market.
0: That is future, Governor. But then in 75, the chair of the AIDC. And who are we hearing from next? Well, this is another uh, Clinton opponent. Yeah. 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 He was uh,
1: the president of Arkansas, Louisiana Gas Company at the time. And he is one Sheffield Nelson. And he's talking about rate increases.
2: Bob, we did file a, an application for an increase in the price of gas to industrials today. Uh, the reasons that we made the filing are as follows. Number one, they're paying only 65 cents per thousand cubic feet, which is much less than alternate fuels would cost and which is much less than our residential payers pay today. Secondly, we have uh, have increased our exploration program from $11 million back two years ago to $22 last year and to $33 million this year. It takes a tremendous amount of funding to uh, handle a program uh, this optimistic in in nature, and uh, we just feel that we have to get the money from those uh, who should be paying more, the industrial customer.
1: How how much money will be raised by the cost increase?
2: If the Public Service Commission grants the increase from 65 to 80 cents in the Fairfield price of natural gas, uh, we will receive approximately $13.8 million Uh, over a year's period of time.
0: Interesting to note, Sheffield Nelson never did become governor of Arkansas. Exactly. And then talking about rate increases is probably never a great way to start. (laughs) Whether they're needed or not, it's a tough hurdle to get over. Yeah, that's right. That's right. All right. Nothing against the people who lead commissions who we send to Washington or the state capitol, but my favorite cut's are often the like the ones we're about to hear. Like last week, we heard from the teller who had to experience the, the bank robbery. That's right. And Just an everyday person. Exactly. And I love this next guy. Well, it's, you know, um, Christmas time. Mm-hmm.
1: So KTV is going to do a feature on a candy maker. And I don't know who this woman is, but they went to the little candy factory in Little Rock and talked to her. And according to this... She's been making candy for uh, more than half a century.
3: Absolutely wonderful. It's just wonderful so far. We have had a better business than we expected at the early part of the season. But we are just packing. We're packing special orders, and we're packing all ones, twos, threes, fives, and anything that they ask for, we pack it.
1: What seems to be the most popular type of candy this year?
3: The uh, sarded... Uh, the super, that is the light and the dark chocolates together. That seems to be the best seller this year.
1: How does this Christmas compare with some of the 58 Christmases past?
3: Oh, this Christmas is wonderful, but it can't compare with some that we've had because we have had some lovely, lovely Christmases. Because when Mr. Snyder was in business his own self, we really made the candy and we really sold the candy. All right, that was a candy maker.
0: And yet yeah, the reporter <laughs> says, how does this Christmas compare to the previous 58? Yes. Yeah. I, I loved also uh, the combo packer. I can't remember exactly yeah. how it was described. Yeah, it's the darks and the light chocolates. Right. that's and, this year's big seller. Yeah, combo yeah. pack, I think. Combo that's pack, right. Yeah. Is there still a candy factory in Little Rock? I don't know.
1: Um, I know that there's a, a peanut brittle factory in Arkadelphia. Well. And they make great Cashew Brittle. I,
0: I, I just have this image of teeth breaking when I think well, of yeah. brittle. <laughs> <laughs> so 1975, candy, football, concern about utility prices, inflation. Doesn't sound that much different than December 2021? No, it really doesn't. All right. Well, we're going to take a couple weeks off break on Ozarks at Large, and you will be back with us. Gosh, I think it's Monday the 10th of January. Right. Okay. So get some rest. Yeah. And, you know, find some more stuff. Find some more stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Randy Dixon is with the David and Barbara Pryor Center for Arkansas Oral and Visual History. Randy, happy holidays. Yes, and a happy new year.